The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 2nd edition. We have a seven game early, eight game main slate to break it down for you here on your Wednesday hump day. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday. Wild 14 game slate. The, Matt's, the Mike Soroka news broke after the podcast and that was just free money, free money. We talked about it a lot in the Slack chat, so come join us there. It's a lot of fun. Actually, surprises ownership is as low as it turned out to be. But uh, come join us in there. It's free. It's fun. There's a lot going on. So come join us. But let's get into it. You got seven game early, eight game late. Um, you got a lot of weather to worry about. Like no rain wise, but some serious windy conditions blowing out hard in Boston for Kansas City, Boston blowing out hard in Cleveland for Texas, Cleveland blowing in in Detroit for Tampa Bay, Detroit blowing out hard for Chicago, St. Louis blowing out hard for Colorado, Chicago. So another Wrigley Field windy day. And it's a day game where it's going to be warm, so maybe it finally blows like, you know, and it has a major effect, given we had more home runs yesterday. Still good pitching, though. And then in the night slate, you got Pittsburgh, Washington blowing out pretty good. Atlanta, New York Mets blowing out really good. And Milwaukee, Cincinnati blowing out the left in their matchup. Some of the totals will reflect these these weather conditions. You got Kansas City at, at Boston, total at 10. Tampa Bay, Detroit, 8. Texas, Cleveland, 8.5. Blue Jays, tw- Twins, 9.5. White Sox, Cardinals, 8.5. Waiting on the Rockies, Cubs. I'm imagining it'll be a, about an 89-ish, maybe a little more. Uh, Padres, Giants, 8. So there's your day slate going on to the night. Pirates, National, 7.5. Braves, Mets, 7. Brewers, Reds, 9. Phillies, Marlins, 7.5. Yankees, Astros, 8. Dodgers, D-backs, 7.5. Orioles, Angels, 8. A's, Mariners, 8. As you can tell, the night slate's much more of a pitching-oriented slate. Like I said, let's kick off your day action and the top price guy is Corey the Klubot Kluber at 13-2 at home against the Texas Rangers. Kluber, you know, striking out over 33% of the batters he's facing right now. That swinging strike rate of about 15%, a ground ball rate of over 44%. That is just, that's robot. That's why he's the Klubot. That is crazy. Uh, Texas strikes out 25% of the time. Kluber's a minus 300 favorite in this matchup. Texas has the lowest total at 3.1. Lefty's 261, righty's 252. If you want to pay $13,200, I have no problem with it. You are all aboard the Clubot train, and you should sit back and enjoy. If you want to save some money, though, 
you could go down to Carlos Martinez at 11,200 facing the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox are a team that strike out about 23% of the time. He is striking out 25% of the batters he faces and an insane ground ball rate of 52.2%. So he's definitely someone you can look at in this respect. Uh, the, the White Sox have a team total of 3.33, the second lowest on the slate. Lefties do hit 317s. you got Yuan Moncada and company. Righties 265. So we've seen Carmart be absolutely filthy and dominant. We've seen him get, you know, hit around a little bit, give up a home run from time to time. That's the Carmart special. Uh, he's at 11-2, averaging 22 points a start. You know, he only got 13.3 his last time out. He is, wasn't striking guys out that start, but he has pitched pretty well. You can go there if you want, or you can go to Klubot at 13-2. Those are your two guys up top. we got one more we're going to throw in there because he's close enough, and it's Blake Snell at $9,800. Smell that Snell, as our boy Yancey would say. This guy yeah, is legit. He's $9,800. He's priced up. He's missed 6900 his last start, and he's been in the mid to high sevens the rest of the season. So one would say this is quite the price bump, but when you got 30.9, 26.8, 31.3, 31.9 in your last four starts, it shows you're figuring it out. You have nine or more Ks in three of those four starts. It's at Boston, Minnesota, Texas, at the White Sox. Now you get a Detroit Tigers team that may not have Miggy, which would be pretty big. You know, if they throw out a handful of their younger guys like Goodrum and Jones and some others, it'll really up the strikeout uh, rate that Snell could be expecting here because on the season as a team, they strike out about a little less than 20%, but that's with Miggy and some other guys that don't strike out a ton. So, so Blake Snell is definitely in the radar at 98, again, priced up a ton. It might scare people off. Uh, he is striking out over 23% of the batters he faces. Great swimming strike rate. Everything looks phenomenal when it comes to Blake Snell. And the Detroit Tigers team total is a little less than four. Lefties 269, righties 314. They have a very, 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 very bad ISO of .110 against left-handed pitching. So Snell at 9800 bucks is a very intriguing option. So in these top three here, between Kluber, Carmart, and Blake Snell, I got Kluber 1, Snell 2, Carmart 3 on your high-priced guys. Now we go down to the middle of the pack on this slate. And it's the guy we used last time out. We're going to keep targeting him if DK is going to keep mis, uh, mispricing him because I say it like with guys like Tanner Warwick, I say it with guys like Michael Fulmer, not flashy, but he's got a very, very good floor. He got blown up at Cleveland. Other than that, he's gotten you know, basically 15 or more points in every start. If you take out the, the Kansas City start, he's got you 18 or more in his other three starts. Strikeout rate is never tremendous, but he showed it in his last start against Pittsburgh. A team that doesn't strike out a ton, he did get you nine strikeouts. When you look at look at Michael Fulmer, he's facing a race team that strikes out 22% of the time. And the reason I like to look at Fulmer is his swinging strike rate is almost up to 10%. That last start against Pittsburgh was a tremendous swinging strike day. It was through the roof. Uh, ground ball rate of almost 49%. Limits the hard contact. Uh, he's in a good ballpark to help him out in Detroit. When you look at Tampa Bay, they have a total of right around four. Lefties 324, righties 311. They have a good Woba of 321, but a bad ISO of 137 versus righties. So Fulmer's in a good spot at this price point. Uh, he has the, you know, I said floor of you know, 15, 16 points or whatever with a ceiling of 25 plus. Like he could really put together a big one against, against Tampa Bay. So uh, Michael Fulmer at 72, he's just too cheap. And you, you, if you need a mid-price guy, he's your guy. Now you drop down below 6K. And you can look at guys like Clayton Richards, 5700 bucks at the Giants. Clayton is nothing fancy. If he's got the sinker ball worked on the ground ball working, he can be very effective as we talked about. And the Giants do strike out over 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching. So that's definitely something to look at. A ground ball rate of 58.3%. But uh, 
does give up some hard contact. So 5,700 bucks does bring its you know risk with it. Giants 4.2 total. Lefties 236. Righties 359. You know a 290 Woba and 134 ice overs. Lefties is not good. They have not hit lefties that well. Longo is heating up. You got guys like McCutcheon and Austin Jackson and Posey and maybe Hundley catching. There will be options out there, but for 5,700, Clayton Richards is an option. And the last guy I want to mention, just because he's $4,700, is the rookie for the Minnesota Twins, Fernando Romero, getting the call up from the minors. It's a hard thrower. Uh, Fangrass has him around a 70 fastball, which is really, really good. But he does have control issues. Talked about him on Around the Bases pod last night. Um, strikeout rate, he's, you know, he's been about a 21, 22, 23% guy through most of his minors with a walk rate, you know, between anywhere between 8 to 11 in his career. So he's really been sketchy. He went uh, 88 and 83 pitches his last two starts. So you're going to imagine he's on about the 80 to 85 pitch range. So depending on control, he could probably get you four or five, maybe even six innings. Like we saw Soroka, six innings of, with on 80 pitches, but Soroka's a much higher prospect than Romero. Romero is the Twins' third ranked prospect. So the kid's good. He is facing a Toronto team that can hit the baseball very, very well, very underrated, and they can hit the fastball. So it's kind of a, a hit and miss thing with Romero at forty seven hundred bucks. He does have upside, but the, just remember the the Jays have a four point seven run total. They have a very good WOBA of three twenty five and an outstanding ISO of two hundred four. So if you want to just punt the pitcher position for forty seven hundred, Romero is in play. I honestly like the value in the Jays bats also because if he's Hitting the fastball and he's not locating it, and then you got Twins bullpen in play. The Jays bats could be interesting as well, but uh, both are in play here. If you want, Mel, you can put Romero with Kluber and get all kinds of bats. So it's just an option. I want to break him down because he's a new name, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, look at Soroka did this last night. Romero can do this today." He's not Mike Soroka by any means, but he is good, and he just might need a little more time. At the same time, I would not be shocked if he going out there and threw five innings of one run, six K ball for forty seven hundred. And you'd be over the moon with that. So just someone to keep an eye on. In your down, in your middle of the low price guys, you got Fulmer one. I'm gonna put Romero two, Richard three, because if you're gonna gamble, I'd almost rather gamble for a thousand dollars cheaper. So the six pitchers we're looking at in the day slate. You got Kluber one, Snell two, Carmart three up top, and then down below you got Fulmer one, Romero two, Clayton Richards three. Let's get to the bats on this seven game early slate. As you notice, we have a you know it's like, it's like 50 50 good pitchers, but we have those great hitting conditions today. So when you're looking at the bats, there will definitely be options, and day games after night games might give up some nice value also. So you're going to be able to make some interesting lineups. Uh, looking at the catcher's position, like Wilson Contreras, extremely struggling, facing Tyler Anderson, the lefty from Colorado, who has an insane fly ball rate this year. If you let me find him, first off, we're waiting for the uh, Cubs total, obviously, but. Lefty's 299, righty's 327 off Anderson. And Anderson, where did you go, little fella? He's got a ground ball rate of about 39%, a K rate of about 22%. So it's, he's got about a 40% fly ball rate. And if you do a 40% fly ball rate when the wind's blowing out to center at about 18 miles an hour on a warm day in Chicago, that might not go too well. So. The Cubs will be in play yet again. Uh, Contreras at 39 could be a play for you. If Posey's in the lineup, 3,800 versus Richards. Don't hate that at all. You do target the right-handed bats versus Richards in a big, big way. Wilson Ramos, going to pass today, but I never, like, just not like him. Salvi Perez, 36 versus Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz can be a reverse splits guy, so keep that in mind when you're targeting Palm. Uh, Kansas City's team total. 
is do, 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 why can't I find you today, Kansas City? Sorry about this. Uh, there it is. Four four five total. Lefty's three sixteen, righty's 321. So both sides are hitting them pretty well. But uh, so Salvi at 36 could be in play. Still, we might want to save at the catcher's position, but Jan Gomes at 34 against Matt Moore is very, very enticing. The Indians finally get to play him today because it's not a 340 game. Uh, Indians with the 5-4 total, second only to the Boston's 5-5-5. Lefties 428, righties two, or 348 off Matt Moore. So the Indians are live today, very, very live. Jan Gomes at, th- at 34 could be in play. Uh, you go down, though, to the 3K and below. You got guys like J- James McCann, if you aren't playing Snell McCann, is the guy who like to target versus left-handed pitching at uh, 3K. Uh, the farther down, you know, you got guys like Chirinos. Probably not today versus Kluber. Probably avoiding that one. But um, Nick Hundley, well, I mentioned earlier at 2,700 versus Clayton Richards. Could be in play. Roberto Perez, if he gets to start for Cleveland at 26. Another guy you could look at at the cheaper catching position. First base. You got Hanram at 43. Hanram crushes lefties. Boston's got a total of like 5'6". Lefties 275. Righties 332 off of um, Duffy. As a team this year, we talked about it. Boston has struggled versus left-handed pitching. But they have got it going. They have a lot of guys that can hit lefties. you know, And a lot of those numbers are with Bogarts out of the lineup. That's why I kind of question how legit those numbers are. We've seen already the impact of Bogarts since he's been back. And I think they're very live today. Hanley at 43 is a very good price tag. Very, very good price tag. Um, you got Edwin Encarnacion, a guy in his career has crushed lefties. He's off to a slow start this year with 4,100 versus Encarnacion. I don't hate. Anthony Rizzo, they moved him back to the leadoff position yesterday. We saw it last year when he was struggling. He let off and he tore it up. So they put him back there. And let's see, he leads off the game with the home run. It's a lefty-lefty matchup, which will scare guys. I mention it all the time with Rizzo. He hits lefties very, very well. So don't go run and hide on that one. Um... 4K is not horrible at all. Uh, you do have CJ Crone at 3,900. Uh, not running to play him at that price. Uh, again, lefties 324, righty 311 versus Fulmer. I get it if you want to be contrarian, but not running there. Posey at 38, talked about him. Uh, Jose Martinez of St. Louis at 37 versus Giolito. Giolito's been a mess this year. Cardinals have the third highest total at 5.2. Lefties 343, righty 330. So Jose in the middle of that order at 37 could be worth a look for you. Uh, Justin Smoke at 35. I told you when we talked about Romero, Toronto's still way too cheap. Justin Smoke, for a guy with his potential at 35, is really, really rough. Back-to-back double-digit games. So he brings you some immense value in this matchup. A guy like Logan Morrison's up to 3,200 against Marcus Stroman. Stroman's been very, very bad. Still getting the ground ball, but still giving up the home run quite a bit. So uh, Lomo at 32 if you need a punt. Uh, Kendrick Morales doubled on yesterday. He could be in play for you at 31 as well. Uh, I'm guessing the... uh, the ownership will go up today. You got Brad Miller at 3K versus Fulmer. If you do want to fade Fulmer or just want a cheap first baseman, Joey Gallo's 2900 versus Kluber. We do know Kluber kind of like Scherzer will give up the long ball from time to time. So just keep that in mind. He, he will strike out 15 guys, but uh, he will give up a couple long balls from time to time. So Gallo at 29 could be your play. Second base, Javi Baez hits lefties extremely well. He's 4,400. Anderson is out of the lineup yesterday. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Brian Dozier at 43. For Strowman could be a very nice play, as we said. Strowman's getting the ground ball, but when it's getting elevated, it's getting elevated very, very hard. Twins have a 4-8 total, fourth on the slate. Lefty's 336, righty's 322 off Strowman. So don't sleep on uh, Dozier on this one. But Yohan Moncada at 42, he just continues to get it done. I like that quite a bit if you're going to pay up at that position. Uh, ben Zobers is a switch hitter at 39. 
Matt Carpenter went deep uh, late in the game yesterday for thirty hundred bucks. Made the, made the chalk Carpenter call. Everyone's so happy. Um, he's really not that good right now. He's hurt. That's the problem. Eduardo Nunez, 3500 versus Danny Duffy. Second base shortstop eligible is in play in the middle price range. Daniel Robertson of Tampa Bay at 3500 as well. Someone to take a look at. Further down we go, you know, if you want to fade Snell or just want a one-off with Detroit, Goodrum, second base alpha at 3K is an option. Jerks and Profar at 29 versus Kluber. You're going to want to check line. It's like Colton Wong's 2800 bucks. Alan Hansen's been playing a ton for the Giants, and he's running. He's second base shortstop. He bats at the bottom of the order, which sucks, but he's 2800 bucks. He's already got two steals on the year. It's, uh, back-to-back games, basically. Started the last two games since Joe Panic's been out. Actually started the last three games. Got a zero the first time, but then a 10 and a 10. He gets on base, and he steals. Uh, he, he just he somehow gets it done. So, Alan Hansen at 28 is a punt. Could be in play against Clayton Richards. Don't hate that at all. Let's go over to the third base position. Chris Bryant at 52. Yep, he's worth a look quite yet again. Arenado went deep yesterday. He's 51 versus Darvish. If you want to go those routes. Jose Ramirez slowly, slowly getting it going. 4700 bucks versus uh, Matt Moore. You know, Jose is a switch hitter, so don't just sleep on that. Going back to this well, boys and girls. I said it yesterday. Mr. Villanueva of the San Diego Padres crushes left-handed pitching. He now ha- he went deep again yesterday. He has nine homers on the year, eight versus left-handed pitching. Just literally destroys them. He's forty-four hundred bucks versus Derek Holland. Um, the Giants have a four-point-two total. San Diego has a three-point-eight. Lefties three-sixteen. Righties, wait for it, are hitting four hundred versus Derek Holland. Villanueva at forty-four hundred bucks. Just throwing it out there. Farther down you go, a guy we talked about day in and day out, and he did it again yesterday. Another double, another run scored. Another seven DraftKings points. He's just like consistent. He's probably one of the best cash game plays out there right now. Seven or more points every day. He's averaging 9.2. He's 3900 bucks. He's third base shortstop eligible. He's Eduardo Escobar of the Minnesota Twins against Marcus Stroman today. Another really good play in that price range. Uh, you go down Evan Longoria versus a lefty at 3700 Don't hate that if you want to kind of look at value. But again, you on Harris Solarte, another Toronto Blue Jay that I really, really like. He's 3600 bucks. He's been batting fourth in that lineup. Good, you know, switch hit and bat against this Romero cat. If uh, if he struggles at all, that's why it's like it's flip a coin with Romero. He's either going to be really, really good or he's going to get in trouble. And this Toronto team can take advantage of that. We talked about they have a really good ISO, really good WOBA versus right-handed pitching. So it's going to be an interesting test for this Romero kit today. And uh, it'll be fun to watch. And I think it could be a massive GPP turn in that game depending on which side prevails i really do feel it's gonna be i i I have a hard time and anything's possible with baseball i just have a hard time seeing that game being just like a you know a four to three game where no one really takes advantage like no one really benefits from it at all that's the one i just i see it being one way or the other uh yeah yomer sanchez at 32 uh, against uh carmart if you need a little punter there uh, other than that, who like maybe Pablo Sandoval starts and switch hits at 29. Maybe a Greg Garcia day after a night game at 28. You're just grasping at straws after a while looking for your value. Going to the shortstop position, Zenda Bogarts all the way up to 5,000. And honestly, it's kind of worth it. He's been playing really, really good. You got Francisco Lindor at 49, switch hitter, does hit lefties really, really well. You got DeYoung, you got Story. Again, Eduardo Escobar at 39, but Bogarts and Lindor are two really, really good options there. If you want to drop down to Escobar, I don't hate it at all. 
Addison Russell has been hitting lefties pretty good this year. He's been really quiet. 3300 bucks. He was hitting cleanup yesterday. If he's hitting cleanup again today, that's phenomenal value with the wind blowing out the center against Tyler Anderson. Russell could easily go to Ding Dong City at 3300 bucks in the middle of that order. Very tremendous. That's why like this is this podcast gets you an idea, gets you ready to build your lineups, can maybe put in some lineups. But check lineups because when they come out, and there was a lot of goofy ones yesterday, things switch away around value changes tremendously. So keep an eye on all that kind of stuff. Again, something we talk about in the Slack chat. Uh, Freddie Galvis switch it into 2,900. Aledemus Diaz at 2,900 versus uh, Romero. And then again, Alan Hansen, 2,800 bucks. Let's go to the outfield. Uh, hopefully, Betts comes back today. If he is, 56 is great. If not, J.D. Martinez, we talk about it time and time again, destroys left-handed pitching. He's 5,300 bucks. Great play versus Danny Duffy. Yeah, Blackman versus Darvish. Don't hate it. Tommy Pham went deep yesterday at 5K. He's in play. Uh, I got the Schwarbot. Teoscar Hernandez at 45 continues. I was looking at baseball savant stat cast data last night. Teoscar Hernandez is number one in all of baseball in qualified hitters in barrels per plate appearance. Per plate appearance. Doesn't matter if it's an out or a hit. He averages almost 18 barrels or 18% of 18% of his at-bats. He barrels the ball. Even if it's a foul ball or an out or whatever he does, he barrels the ball 18% of his plate appearances. Almost a fifth of the time he's a bat. Almost once a game, basically, he's going to hit a barrel, which... More often than not, a barrel, when you look up the numbers, results in a hit and usually an extra base hit. So that's why T. Oscar is so, so good. It's crazy. He's 4500 bucks. That's why some of these advanced stats are coming out with, when you really look at them, it's like certain names really stand out. Like, wow, that explains a lot. So um, you got guys, Denard Span, 4200 Grandy Man, like I said, he's a GPP type guy, not, not a stat guy at 4300 but definitely a home run potential there. David Dahl went deep yesterday. He's 4K versus Darvish. Don't hate it again with that wind blowing out. Marcelo Zuna at 4K. Hopefully he starts heating up again. Nick Castellanos versus the lefty at 39. Don't hate it. Uh, Cargo at 37 versus Darvish is in play. McCutcheon at 37. Mentioned him already. Jorge Soler went deep yesterday. He's 35 versus Pomeranz. He's really changed his approach to the play, and I like what I'm seeing with Soler. Then you got the, the disrespected twins, as always. Eddie Rosario went deep yesterday. He's 35. Max Kapler, 35. So two good options there versus Marcus Stroman for some value. And then Albert Armora Jr., always too cheap. Uh, he's not leading off now, so that changes things a bit. But check the lineup versus the lefty Anderson at 3,400. Almora should be a good play, depending on what Mr. Madden comes out with on this lineup card. Farther down you go, you got like Nomar Mazar at 33 if you want to punt versus Kluber, which is GPP only. Malik Smith, 33 to run versus Fulmer. I can see that as an option. Uh, da, da, da. Jose Perella, only 3,100 versus Derek Holland. That does bring you some value there. If Austin Slater gets to start for the Giants, he's only 31 versus Richards. He's got some power-speed combo there. Uh, David Polka, 3K for the White Sox. So check your lineups. There will be some value that eventually opens up. But that does it for your seven-game early slate. Let's recap the pitching for you here. We've got uh, Kluber up top at 13-2. Blake Snell at 9,800. Carmart at 11-2. Down below, you got Fulmer 1 at 72 Fernando Romero at 47 and Clayton Richards at $5,700. Before we get to the eight-game slate, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft.com, Draft in your app store, is one of the funnest new ways to play fantasy sports. If you're into baseball, they got head-to-head, three-man, five-man, ten-man, so on and so forth. It's like snake-style draft like you like to do. One pitcher, two DH slash infielders, two outfielders. takes less than five minutes to draft. You draft, you're done. If a guy if a rain out or is not in the lineup, they alert you. You change them, you're in, you're out, piece of cake. And the best part is you get paid out the next day. It is a great way to play 
fantasy sports. And if you like it and you make your first deposit, use promo code SD Sports and you get entry into a free $3 tournament. They also have NFL Best Balls out now, which is amazing. If you use promo code SD Sports for those, you should on your first deposit. If not, send me a picture that you did it. You should get entered into a free $3 best ball instead of a $3 tournament. So those two options are out there right now with promo code SD Sports. It's an awesome way to play. So come check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. But an awesome, awesome way to do it. Let's get into your eight-game late slate of action here for you where we already talked about the weather. We talked about the totals. We got Jacob DeGrom as your top price guy at 11.5, and he has earned every penny of that. Honestly, the way Kluber is priced at 13.2, I wouldn't have hated seeing DeGrom there because this makes him more approachable given Atlanta has been outstanding. I told you guys to watch out for Syndergaard because he just he hasn't looked right for one, but Atlanta is legit good right now. Um, DeGrom did face him a couple weeks ago. Seven innings, four hits, no runs, 10 Ks. He's been eight or more Ks in three straight starts. 30 or more points in three straight starts. ERA of around two on the year with a whip around one. He has just been phenomenal. When you look at... Uh, DeGrom in this matchup, it's really hard not to like him, but Atlanta's striking out 21% of the time, 30%, almost 30% K rate for DeGrom. Swinging strike rate, ground ball, everything's phenomenal. So just beware because Atlanta can hit, but they did most of their damage in the first inning against um, Garden. He kind of, he calmed down a bit after that. So DeGrom at 11-5, I like him quite a bit. You got Strasburg at 10-8 versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Strasburg has, you know, struggled his last time out overall. The season pitched really well, but he's like, it's every other start with him. And maybe that means this is the good one because it's like 25, 12.7, 35, 12.5, 27, 13.5. So maybe this is the one. You got a Pittsburgh team who doesn't strike out a ton, but we saw Max Scherzer do his thing for over 10 Ks yesterday. Maybe Strasburg's 29% K rate, 13% swing strike rate, and 46% ground ball rate. We'll do the trick against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have a team total of 3.17. The Braves had one at 3.15. So, obviously, two really, really good options on this slate. And I prefer DeGrom over Strasburg, but both very much in play tonight. I just think DeGrom has more upside. But his actually is riskier because that Atlanta offense is much scarier than Pittsburgh's. The last guy we'll talk about up here is Aaron Nola at $9,900 at the Miami Marlins. Nola... Only 17 points his last time out, but he's really started to figure out here of late. Looking much, much better. Using the off-speed pitch mix much, much better. Going against a Miami team that we know you know can surprise you from time to time. They got to Arietta because Arietta doesn't strike guys out. Nola does. Miami strikes out 25% of the time. Nola strikes out 25.2% that he faces with a swinging strike rate of 10.6. And to top it off, a ground ball rate of 50.2%. If you do the quick math, that's 75.4% of his outs are strikeouts or ground balls. So you got to like what you're getting there out of Aaron Nola. The Miami Marlins team total is 3.47. It is the third lowest on the slate. Lefty's 299, righty's 257. Not a good Woba, not a good ISO. A nice one, .091. Not good first right-handed pitching. So I like Nola quite a bit at 9900 bucks in this matchup. So your three top-priced guys, you got DeGrom, Strasburg, Nola. I got DeGrom 1, Nola 2, Strasburg 3. I got no problem saving all the way down to Nola at 9900 and going from there if you want to get some extra bats in your lineup tonight. No problem at all. Let's go to the 8K range where you got one Hungjin Ryu at 8900 bucks, Much, much more palatable after that price tag last time out of a wonderful 11100 against the Giants. He still got 5 and 2 thirds, 7Ks, 20.4 points. Prior to that, though, it was basically 29 or more in three straight starts. He's been very, very good since he's got things figured out. And in those last four starts... 
8Ks, 9Ks, 8Ks, 7Ks with a ground ball rate of about 2 to 1, which is outstanding. Um, when he, when they, they score on him, it's by runs. And they're all like, against the Giants, he had two earned in five and two thirds, two solo shots. Then no earned versus Washington, no earned versus Oakland, two runs versus San Diego with the home run. So he has the propensity to get with the long ball. Arizona can't hit the long ball. A.J. Pollock crushing the baseball. At the same time, they can strike out. So Hongshin Ryu is a very interesting point because Arizona strikes out 26.1% of the time versus left handed pitching. A lot of people look at Ryu and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, no way, especially in Chase Field. Well, remember, the humidor is there. And. Love it or hate it or whatever data, it's still a very small sample size, but they reversed, they re, they revealed the first month's worth of data from the early March through April games. And, you know, like exit velocity, barreled balls, um, launch angle, all those things are down pretty astronomical numbers, and they lead all of baseball. This, the, out of all the stadiums, the production of offense, essentially, maybe not runs scored or whatever, but to overall – um, stat casting data, which they were trying to lower with the humor. That's the purpose of the humidor. It's working in a very good way. Some with some pretty dramatic sides of things. So it's an interesting play with Hong Jin Ryu. It's not as terrifying as it once was. Still can be. Uh, he's got a good ground ball rate. Does give up some hard contact. Like I said, when he gives it up, it's going to be a long ball. So it's one of those at 8900 bucks though, you can afford a couple runs when he can strike out 26% of the guys that he faces in Arizona. They have a total of 3.85 Lefty's 363, righty's 307. So Hunkton Ryu at 8900 bucks, as tilting as he can be, is a very intriguing play on tonight's slate. After him, you got James Paxton at $8,000 against the Oakland A's. Paxton's really been getting it going of late. Going up against an A's team that we know can hit lefties well. Strike out 22% of the time versus lefties. Paxton's a minus 180 home favorite. He's striking out 29% that he faces with a great swinging strike rate. His form is really starting to come back to play. Oakland might run into a couple here. There's no doubt about it. But a 3.54 total is the fourth lowest on the slate. It's right after DeGrom, Strasburg, and Nola. Uh, lefty's 282. Righty's 273. They have a great Woba, like we said, at 336. An average ISO of 167. So they might get into a, cute, a few. But $8,000, I don't hate it with James Paxton at all. It's a really good option. They're like literally between Nola, Ryu, and Paxton, I could build my lineups there. And there's a couple guys below I like. So it's not a night where I have to pay up for DeGrom or Strasburg. They are great plays. Um, their ownership might be low because of this mid-tier angles you can go here. But something to keep in mind, you don't have to. Uh, so in the 8K range, I'm kind of breaking them up a little bit more on this slate because we have more variants here. 8K range, I got Pac- or Ryu 1, actually, Paxton 2 on GPPs. Cash games go Paxton 1, Ryu 2. But I think Ryu has more strikeout upside in his matchup. Paxton's got more of a safer floor, if that makes sense to you. So let's get into the 7K range where you got Dylan Bundy. At 7800 bucks, again, the price tag just doesn't move for Bundy. I don't get it. Yes, the Angels are a very good team. Yes, they are on fire to start the year. Honestly, between the Yankees series and then last night against Alex Cobb, they might be in a funk. At the same time, you wouldn't be shocked. You know, Bundy was phenomenal in his first, like, four or five starts. And then Tampa Bay goes into Baltimore and just shellacks him for seven earned on 11 hits and four and two-thirds. He had two home runs, struck out four, only walked one, which is great. He wasn't walking, but they were hitting the crap out of him. Uh, he still has basically a one-to-one home run to fly ball. Actually, a little more fly ball than home run. Or ground ball, I mean, which you don't like. Ground ball to fly ball, home run to fly ball. So those are some things to kind of keep an eye on. But the K rates are there for Bundy. The uh, stuff is there for Bundy. LA, the Angels striking out a little over 20% of the time. Bundy's still 23% K guy. Swinging strike rate of 12.2%. It's just, you know, you got a 34% ground ball rate. So that's not good because then you're looking at 34% there, 23% K rate, that's 57%. That's a lot of fly balls. A lot of fly balls 
with a powerful offense like the Los Angeles Angels. A total of 4.25. Lefties 351, righties only 291. They, they have an average Woba and an average ISO, so the, the, the slump is real right now. They are slumping. So if you think the slump continues, Bundy at 78 is a steal. If uh, he continues to start from Tampa Bay, he's going to get shellacked and Angels are in play. But Bundy at 78 is a very, very solid play to me in that matchup. Right next to him, you got Zach Godley at 7600 bucks against the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. I think this is a phenomenal look here. Another really good pitcher at a good, good price. Coming off a rough start at the Washington Nationals. Uh, then pitched great against San Diego and struggled at the Dodgers. Four innings, five hits, five earned, four Ks. The Ks have been there all year for Godley. Dodgers offense, very hit and miss. Got to go in late against their bullpen last night. So when you look at Godley, a 22% carry for the Dodgers, 26% for Godley. Great swinging strike rate and a 55% ground ball rate. So at that price tag, at 76, he is definitely worth a look in that matchup. When you go down to Sean Newcomb, talked about him yesterday. Mets are horrible versus lefties. Uh, he's got a good K rate. Might strike out a ton of 76. I won't go as deep into it, but uh, he is an intriguing option there in the middle. And then last but not least, down below, Andrew Heaney at 6K. I'm not really a fan of many of these 6K guys at all, but Heaney at 6,000, coming off a really good start against the Yankees, five innings, five hits, one or nine Ks. He has six or more Ks in all three starts. Uh, we got to 94 pitches his last time out, which is great to see. He hasn't gone over five innings yet, so keep that in mind. But a 6K against a Baltimore team that uh, – where'd he go? They strike out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Uh, is something that very, very much stands out to me. But a lot of fly balls. So this is a kind of a hit or miss with Baltimore. Baltimore can tee off on them. But they have a 3.75 total. It's one of the lower ones on the slate, right, right next to Paxton and Godley. Uh, lefties 247, righties 434. So keep that in mind. The, the righties in Baltimore could have some fun, but at the same time, uh, Heaney could be in for a very, very nice outing there. Uh, recap this lower end pitching. You got Bundy 1, Newcomb 2, Heaney 3, Godley 4. Overall on your pitching slate, you got DeGrom 1, Nola 2, Strasburg 3. In the middle, Ryu 1, Paxton 2. Down below, Bundy, Newcomb, Heaney, Godley. So a lot of options, but I think that mid-tier range is just like a wheelhouse that you could have so much fun in and do so, so well. Let's go to your bats here. Uh, you know, you got Gary Sanchez versus Keuchel. Keuchel's, you don't really look to target him, but you can. And Sanchez went deep again yesterday. So 46, you'll be very unique in a GPP. Let's put it that way. Um, Grandal at 39 versus Godley. If you are targeting Godley, you do look at um, lefties most of the time. Uh, again, they have a low total of 3.6. Lefty's 3.03. Righty's 2.97. Uh, the farther down you go, though, you got guys like uh, Mike Zunino at 3,600. Brett Anderson making his debut for the A's, his, I guess, resurrected debut with the A's. Zunino with that power at 3,600 could be a very solid look there. Uh, you go down farther, like a Matt Wieters, 3,200 versus Nova. We like lefties versus Nova, so he could be in play for you. Luke Roy at 3K versus Paxton if you need a, a cheaper option in a GPP. He could be in play for you. Other than that, you know, our normal Tucker Barnhart at 27, Manny Pena at 27 are, are cheaper options we like to target. Caleb Joseph at 26 does hit lefties well. He could be a nice play versus Heaney. Other than that, kind of check your lineups and see what pops up. Like Rene Rivera will be cheap. Martin Maldonado cheap as well. First base, you got Ryan Braun at 47, Joey Votto at 46. It is Wade Miley, but Votto can hit lefties and Miley. Yeah, he sucks. So, uh, Votto at 46 continues to be worth the play. Goldie against Ryu at 45. We mentioned Ryu's got those reverse splits. I'm going to keep an eye on lefties, 363. Righty's 307. Goldie's still very good, but 45. Freeman at 44 for GPPs. I like it. 
because no one's going to target DeGrom. He had a, a decent night against Syndergaard last night. You got Bellinger at 42. He went deep yesterday, so he's a guy to keep an eye on in his matchup. One of these days, Carlos Santana will get going. But a guy I do like, Ryan Healy at 3900 bucks. Nice right-handed power against Brett Anderson. Since coming back from the DL, he's been showing a lot of power. Uh, three homers since his return in the last two games. Or, or three homers in the last three games. He had homer yesterday. But uh, Healy at 39 versus Anderson could be a very solid look for you there at a decent price point. Uh, Trey Mancini at 36 versus Heaney. First base outfield eligible. I can get behind that. I mentioned him time and time again. Uh, Matt Adams, first base outfield eligible. He, huge game last night. Two homers. Still hitting in the middle of the order at 3,500 against Nova. That is a great, great play. Um, Jesus Aguilar went deep yesterday. He's 3,200. The farther down you go. If, if Justin Borey pinch hit and went deep, he's 3,200. Uh, if he's in the lineup today, someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Wilmer Flores, 3K versus Newcomb. We know Flores has power versus the lefties. Second base, Altuve. Ozzy Albies at 42. I don't hate it at all. You got Jed Lowry switch hitting at 41. Robbie Kanoken at lefties at 4K. Anderson might not be long for the world tonight. We'll shall see. Cesar Hernandez at 4K versus Reina is not a bad price tag there at four, uh, right in that 4,000 range. The farther out you go, though, you got guys like uh, Howie Kendrick at 33, Johnny VR at 33. VR had a decent game last night. Someone to keep an eye on there for a, a cheaper play that I can I can get behind. But other than that, maybe Hernan Perez at 3K. Daniel Descalso against the lefty, not as ideal as we like. Adam Frazier at 28, not super good. So second base, not as deep as it usually is. Third base, Eduardo, or Eugenio Suarez. Mentioned yesterday, he's come back from the DL and he's crushing it. Well, he went deep again last night. 14, 16, 20 in his last three games. He's 4500 bucks. He mashes left-handed pitching. Going up against Wade Miley is a solid look for Eugenio Suarez. Travis Shaw, the cover boy, went deep yesterday. He's in play again at 4,200 versus Luis Castillo. Uh, Castillo looks broken, and I love the kid, and I'm rooting for the kid, but I'm going to have to wait till he gets back before I play him again. Uh, Todd Frazier versus a lefty at 3,900. Could be in play for you there. Matt Chapman versus Paxton at 38 as a one-off. Miguel Andujar at 37. See, these are some guys that hit lefties really good, but they're facing really good pitchers. So GPP-wise, I like it. Otherwise, sit back and watch. Like Kyle Seager... 3,600, he hits lefties just fine, so don't run away from that price tag. That's pretty solid. Uh, other than that, it dries up real quickly. So after uh, Seager, it's pretty much Seager and above. Shortstop, Didi Gregorius crushes lefties, but Keiko's not your average lefty, but still, Keiko can get hit. Um, that's why I didn't want to use him tonight. Yankees have a total of around four. Lefties, 234. Righties, 302. And then as a team, they, they hit lefties really well, of course. Uh, Manny Machado versus Heaney at 49. I like a lot if you are not using Heaney. That's a really, really good look there. Uh, Trey Turner at 44 versus Nova can definitely be in play if he's hitting towards the top of that order. Gene Segura versus Lefty at 44. I like a lot. Same with Marcus Simeon at 39. I like Segura a lot, lot more, but it's $500 savings. Jose Peraza at 37 slowly putting together a really, really good year there. Something to keep an eye on. And then, you know, you got like your Anderson Simmons. It's not bad, but... Not the best of spots, still not bad, but Bundy, if he's on, you're not getting anything going. So, not a lot of value on this slate unless some lineups open up. So, you might not be able to pay up like you want to, or you have to take a, a Heaney with some of those guys. Outfielders, you got Trout, yes. Judge, yes. Even though he's struggling, so beware. Hoskins is struggling. Harper at 51 is great, especially if he's leading off against Nova. Getting went deep yesterday. They walk him all the time. 
at 5,100, he's in play. Pollock went deep again yesterday at 5K versus Ryu. He's worth a look. Mitch Hanniger against Anderson at Fortnite. I absolutely love that. After Harper, Hanniger is probably my second choice. I got Giancarlo at 48. Not bad at all. Springer at 46. Okay. Low Kane at 45. I do like Shohei Otani at 45 versus Bundy. Has that home run upside. Uh, Nelly Cruz at home versus lefty. That's what we do here. Nelly Cruz at home versus lefty. 4400 bucks. He went deep yesterday. He's going deep again tonight. So, you know, Hanniger Cruz. Seattle, you target him. You're targeting the Mariners. They have a 446 total. It's one of the higher ones on the slate. Lefty's 439, righty's 336 off of Anderson. So, yes, Nelly Cruz at 44 is in play. Christian Yellick at 43. I don't mind at all versus Castillo. Very solid look there. A little bit Herrera at 41 is in play. Jock Peterson at 4,000. This kid, if he's hit at the top of the order, he's going to have a big, big, uh, some big games for him. He's a GPP play, not a cash game play. GPP, though, at 4K. Uh, he's going to have zeros or he's going to have like 30 point games. This guy's got that, that swing of GPP upside. K with the Chris Davis versus lefty at 4K. It's not your average lefty, but still a very interesting choice. Acuna at 4K. I'm going to recommend him probably every day. I don't care who he faces. His at bat against Syndergaard was amazing. So I, I'm not going to probably use him, but I'm going to mention him every day because he's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Suspendus went deep yesterday. He gets lefties very well at 4K. So I'm going to keep an eye on for you. Um, Kana, Mark Kana of Oakland at 38 is okay. Not ideal, but okay. Adam Duvall versus Miley at 37. I do like that quite a bit. That's a good price tag on Adam Duvall. Uh, Chad Pender at 36 is a very intriguing play. Trey Mancini mentioned him at 36. Adam Jones at 36. Like me some Trey in that set up there. Matt Adams at 35. We talked about him being a great option. Uh, the farther down you go, Nick Marquez at 35 is okay. Uh, Brett Gardner, not really. Corey Dickerson at 3,300. I mentioned yesterday, you know, Scherzer could give up a home run. If he isn't to anybody, I'll take Dickerson. We'll see Nick went deep. Uh, he's just that guy in that lineup. Their lineup's not flashy, but if someone's going to run into one, more often than not, it's going to be him, Polanco, or Bell. I'll roll my dice with C-Dick because that's just what he's – it's, it's home run or bust with him. Uh, you go down a little farther, you got like Stephen Piscotti at 33. Yeah, maybe not run into it. Alex Vertigo at 3100 bucks. I like that. It gives Godley some value uh, if you need to look for it. Nick Williams at 3100 another value play there. Again, just not a ton of it on these slates, though. It will open up. There will be guys like in Baltimore and some others. Like, there'll be Flaherty, who I didn't mention, and a couple, like Rickard might start for them. Uh, there will be some openings that come out. You just got to check your lineups. Like, Dietrich's 2,900 versus Nola. Uh, Calhoun's 2,900 versus Bundy. Guys that aren't lighting the world on fire, but they are value. So, let's recap your pitching. You got the Grom up top with Nola and then Strasburg in that order. In the middle, Ryu, then Paxton. Down below, Bundy, Newcomb, Heaney, and Godley. So, a pretty interesting late slate of action. Eight games to break down. So let's talk BVP before we get out of here. Seven game early, eight game late. Jackie Bradley Jr., three for seven with a double and triple off Duffy. Mookie Betts, Hanley Ramirez, Xander Bogart, J.D. Martinez have all taken Danny Duffy deep. Uh, <clears throat> the farther down you go, Lindor, six for 10 with a homer off Matt Moore. Edwin Encarnacion, six for 20 with a double and a homer. Jan Gomes has taken him deep as well. Profar, three for seven with a homer off Kluber. Nomar Mazzara, five for 12 with a double and a homer. Interesting numbers there. Uh... Ryan Dozier, three for nine of the double off of Stroman. Jason Castro and Logan Morrison have taken him deep. Albert Armora, two for two of the double. Nothing flashy. Addison Russell has taken Tyler Anderson deep. We talked about him earlier. Cargo has a homer off of Darvish. Andrew McCutcheon, five for 11, two homers off Clayton Richards. Gorky Hernandez can be a cheap outfield option. Eight for 13 with a double. 
Buster Posey, 12 for 32, two doubles and two homers. B. Cross, 6 for 18 with a double and a triple. Longo's taking him deep. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, Gregor Blanco taking him deep. As a team, they're hitting 333 off Clayton Richards. Villanueva took Holland deep already once this year. Eric Hosmer, 7 for 16 with a double and a homer. Matt Wieters, 13 for 39, three doubles, four home runs off Nova. He's a cheap catching option for you today. Starling Marte, 5 for 15, double and a homer against Strasburg. Votto, 4 for 9, the double and a homer off of Wade Miley. Duvall's taking him deep as well. Shaw, 3 for 8, the double off Castillo. Wilmer Flores, 4 for 6 off Newcomb. Azurba Cabrera, 5 for 12. Nothing too flashy. Freeman, 8 for 31, two doubles, two homers off DeGrom. Marquez is taking him deep as well. Odomel Herrera, 4 for 8, the double and a triple off Urania. Yuli Gurriel, 4 for 5, the double off Severino. Carlos Correa, 3 for 5 with the two doubles. Cattell Marte, 3 for 6, two triples off Ryu. Paul Goldschmidt, 10 for 22. That's a 455 average. Three doubles, two homers. Pollock, 9 for 26, two doubles and a triple off of Ryu. Chris Taylor, 5 for 13, two homers off of Godley. Mike Trout, 3 for 4, the double and a homer off Bundy. Manny Machado's got two homers off Heaney. Caleb Joseph, Mark Trumbo, Danny Valencia. Valencia, another cheapie for tonight's slate. Of all homered off of Heaney. Uh, Nelly Cruz has taken Brett Anderson deep twice. Robinson Cano once. Jonathan Lucroy, 5 for 11 with a homer off Paxton. Smolinski and Chris Davis and Simeon have all taken Paxton deep. So there you have it on your Wednesday, May 2nd edition of Quick Hits. A little longer than normal because we had two decent-sized slates to break down. Seven game early, eight game slate. Any questions you have, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick or join the Sports DGN Slack chat. Lots of good stuff going on in there. Uh, check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGNs, TheSportsDGNs.com. you got the always-pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself, Jesse, and Bucks. Previewing the Wells Fargo Championship out, which is awesome. You got Jesse's DFS preview. We got cash game plays. We got OAD. We got betting coming up today. You got the the Champions League action, second leg today. Francisco's got the picks out for that. You got Around the Bases with Bubba. No, episode 62. Talked a lot of the recent stuff, Acuna and company. Plus a great interview with Eric from Barstool Sports talking Baltimore Orioles. Let's go check that out. That dropped last night, episode 62. Uh, Bench with Bubba, episode 91 with John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, is out recapping the NFL draft from a fantasy football perspective. Go check it all out. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Go to Draft in your app store or Draft.com, promo code SD Sports for entry into a free $3 tournament. But until then, good luck today. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 2nd edition. I'm out.